All right, so I have beef with Snoop Dogg and Jermaine Dupree, and I'm sure there are some other 90s era rappers that I could probably have beef with too. Would anyone like to know why I have beef with Snoop Dogg and Jermaine Dupree? Let me tell you why I have beef with Snoop Dogg and Jermaine Dupree. Do you have a verse for them? <laughs> I do not. I do not blow. So, um, so we have Meg the Stallion. We have Cardi B. We have other new female rappers out. I don't know the others' names because I have not been keeping up that much. However, when asked in interviews recently how they felt, Snoop Dogg and Jermaine Dupree in separate interviews how they felt about these new these the new age of female rap hip hop their critic they only had criticism and their criticism is that these women just sound like or it just sounds like strippers rapping and i'm like how you mad <laughs> How are you mad? Jermaine Dupree, grandmaster of freak knit culture. So, so deaf bass, also booty shaking music. He was the grand wizard. I don't know that I really like that I use that term. <laughs> the but the wizard. grand. Okay, he was the master of ceremonies of strip club culture in Atlanta. Like, did it not start with him? Did it not start with him? I mean, I don't know. Luke might have predated him, but yeah. <laughs> he learned it from Luke. So <laughs> now we have these women that y'all raised, mind you, while y'all were in the 90s talking about you're not role models and people need to raise their own children and you were deciding that you weren't going to be responsible, but you put it out there and it became the culture of hip-hop and so everybody's in the strip club and so these little 90s babies and 2000s babies girls then figured out how to flip the agency so that they're making their own money on their own mics shaking their ass and the grandpa's got a problem i'm confused before we go any further i would like to introduce my friend Angel Palacios to the show. He's our first guest. Yay. Yes. Okay, so Angel Palacios is also TSU fam. He was a debate team coach when Jordan and I were on the team. And yeah, good people. He's also a Houston native. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? I'm a little hyped. So 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 yeah, so I have a problem with Snoop and Jermaine Dupree having a problem with women being on the mic, looking like strippers, dancing like strippers, whatever the critique is, when in the videos, you know, they had women shaking their ass all over the place. And it's like, so as long as you could consume these women for yourselves, then it was good. And now that these women have figured out how to make this money 
for themselves, now there's a moral standard that needs to be upheld. Talk to me. I don't, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I'm well, well, first off, I have a problem with Jermaine Dupree for not being a good rapper. <laughs> what his uh his song with Jay Z was his only good song, and it was because Jay Z was on it. <laughs> but uh no, with that, I mean I I don't even I didn't even know Jermaine Dupree was weighing in on it. I heard about Snoop. It doesn't. I mean, it's just it's ironic because when they came out, especially Snoop, like the whole West Coast gangster rap thing, that was kind of the response everyone had to them, like. Y'all just sound like uh, thugs coming in and not talking about anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas at that time, it was the East Coast stuff. And so he kind of knows how it feels not to be welcome, to have the the establishment talking down on him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what throws me off a bit. But I also think in his head, he's thinking, like, they need to stay in their lane. <laughs> like, he still probably has that mentality. Like, well, y'all are the groupies. Y'all shouldn't be doing this or or their view of a good female rapper is probably more masculine or or like just hella dope and respectable where i can see the argument of cardi b not writing her stuff Mm -hmm. but that's drake that's everybody now nobody writes their shit Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't i don't know that confuses me but i mean they were in the time of lil kim and foxy brown and Emil, you know, like they were all out there, ass out, legs open, yeah. you know, so and and there wasn't an issue for them at that time. So, well, maybe they view, um, well, it was a different time, though, because like one, they were younger, they didn't care about social issues. But two, like society in general didn't really know. We didn't have the internet, social media. Mm-hmm. It was probably only like what, aside from cable, there was like what, five, six channels. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there wasn't really this like conscious movement of paying attention to what the big story of the week was. The news was something that just came on and talked about like military conflicts and politics. Mm-hmm. Now there's like stuff going on. People are paying attention. Boots on the ground. Well, no, because just like you brought up the issue or how, you know, when Snoop and them first came out in WA, you know, churches, the black churches anyway, were have hosting like CD bashing. Yeah. <laughs> they were like steamrolling over their CDs to show that, you know, they were not to be tolerated. Mm-hmm. And How ridiculous. <laughs> And that this wasn't a, so I, I just, do you think maybe it's like a, they have children, you know, Snoop's children are around Meg the Stallion's age. So do you think it's a matter of him looking at her like, that could be my daughter. I don't want her influencing my daughter. Yeah. It's probably, I think maybe a lot of it is them just getting old, just viewing stuff differently and, and kind of lacking a little bit of self-awareness <laughs> at the same time. Well, let's talk about the self-awareness piece because very recently after we see Snoop performing at a college mm. where he got backlash because he had a stripper in his set, like stripping on the stripper pole, doing the whole see, routine. Mm. 
And he got backlash from that. And everybody was like, well, you didn't know Snoop show. You didn't know he was going to do this. Y'all was happy when he was there. And it's like, okay, now wait. What is the jig? <laughs> really? You know, you're just on The Breakfast Club talking about, I want women to show their brains or whatever. It's weird. I think he wants them to stay in their lane. Like, basically, like, if, if you're going to be a rapper and speak your mind, show your brain. If you're going to be a hoe, be a hoe. He probably thinks, he probably associates them with that and don't think that they should be as high as his level of being a rapper, getting paid money and attention. Especially since, like, I mean, Snoop's not a big draw no more. He's respected, but he's not a big draw. A lot of young people ain't buying Snoop albums. Oh, no. Has he had an album? No. May stays dropping. But you know, what's the name? Rhapsody, who they all, when they want to throw out a female artist who That's they respectable. say is, right, who's supposed to be. Imagine that shit. Imagine respectability politics hitting fucking Man. <laughs> By way of <laughs> Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but so she was on the hip hop awards and mm-hmm. she performed and she is lyrical. I do not find myself listening to her and enjoying her. But she's she has she's she has bars. Mm-hmm. That's not to be taken. Mm-hmm. And she did a whole like she did a lot of her set and then she it timed out and it switched. And then she started doing like this salute to all the women rappers that were like around at the time. And she gives Megan a little shout out and she Mm -hmm. gives Nikki and Lauren and Kim. And like she kind of and she says in her bars, um, Jermaine Dupree kind of sounded like a hater because whatever whatever Uh so she addresses this Uh and i thought it was cool that she addressed it because she is the one that they try to use who they would use against Mm -hmm. these women so Mm. for her to say no i'm not gonna be used that way i'm gonna actively lift them up right that was cool right that was real cool and they talk about I read this article once about how when you try to use one against the other, you find that there's more commonality than there's a a discord. Uh-huh. It was written, it was a long time ago, but they talked about Erica Badu and Lil' Kim. And uh-huh. they were talking about people would bash Lil' Kim and be like, why can't she be like this? Because 96 was hardcore, 97 was Baduism. Mm-hmm. So... When she came, it was like, this is the, this is how black women are supposed to be with your head wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like the color purple. And your incense. Looking like. And your body covered up. <laughs> but then, like, they wrote the article and they were like, well, Erica loves Lil' Kim. And they talked about this point, like, on um, her live album, mm-hmm. where she does on and on. And she breaks in to crush on you. And it's mm-hmm. like, so these people, you know, you're trying to use her against her, but it's like she's enjoying embracing loving on Lil' Kim. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's some hating stuff. But let's use that to transition into who's rapping 
<laughs> Megan is rapping out here, okay? And I'm not just saying that because of the Houston connection. Like, she has bars. Have you heard her, Angel? Not, not a lot, no. See, I'm not really up on the new ones. You need to listen to her. Well, you might not enjoy the content. You may not because of some of your stats. But <laughs> but she's good. Like, you would be able to say, okay, but she got bars. She calls herself the um, female pimp C. Did she mm. call herself that? Mm-hmm. Or I thought that was what the, like, what fans gave to her. No, that's her thing. And she okay. is Tina Snow because he was Tony Snow. That's one of her aliases. Okay. So okay. she goes, and you'll hear that. You know, you'll hear that in a lot of her stuff. Yeah. She's good. Um, you want to say something? She gets some critique. I've been, you know, just kind of going through the internets and people critique her for only having one flow. That's not true. So I wasn't sure if it was true or not because I'm like, "Mm." no, she have a couple of different flows that she uses. But my other thing is, and I think I've told you about this before. This was some some years ago. Bryce was listening. We were in the car and an old Ice Cube song came on. Not today was a good day. Yes, not today was a good day, but it was in that time. yeah. Yeah. And it was a song that I don't that I don't recognize. So it wasn't one of the one of his hits. But Bryce's um what Bryce said about it, because that was his first time hearing it, he said, you know, whenever I hear old school rap, it's like they just rap the same way through the entire song. They never change. I think he had to be he was probably 12 or 13 at this time. Mm-hmm. And I realized that he was talking about that that flow. Like in the 80s, in the 90s, their flow was their, their that was their rhythm, that was their style, that's what they I did. I also think Bone Thugs and Harmony really changed the game. You think it was Bone? I think, that yeah, I was they added one. melody to it and people started jazzing it up and switching things around. Uh-huh. Whereas before it was like, just like a dude singing the blues, like just talking shit, just going off, doing uh-huh. it the way he do it, his conversation. Uh-huh. Wanna, and so my point being that... <laughs> So what if she doesn't? Like, mm. so what if she does only have one flow? Like, is that... But she's dropping Bart. Listen, Megan is... Do- These little boys out here... <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's rapping circles. These little boys out here aren't doing half of what Megan came out here and did in, like... She been out for how long? Six months? Mm. Right. She hasn't been out for a long time. I just really heard of her for the first time like a couple of months ago. And see, you... Jordan put me on to her like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because she came up through her little, you know, she came up the way people come up. Um, you mentioned Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. You know Freestyle Fellowship? I remember Freestyle Fellowship. <laughs> so, they have they a took song. It back. They have a song. The only reason I bring this up is because they have a song called Mary. And on it, Micah 9 uses a flow that becomes the Bone Thugs and Harmony way, like the sound. Mm-hmm. And it's just like very short. Remember what time we played it? It's uh-huh. very short. But he uses it in like there's this whole like historical thing of like they stole, they bit their whole style from this freestyle fellowship thing, whatever. 
So there's this point in hip hop where I think, and you can jump in if I'm not correct on this, and y'all can read us in the comments if I'm not correct on this. <laughs> but I think flow becomes more important as time moves on. And rappers, you start to hear them brag about how many flows. You hear Jay-Z, like, you know, they it becomes more of a thing. Like, I'm on my fifth flow. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't change flow. You know, it mm-hmm. becomes like, well, I don't think it was such a thing. Right. Earlier on. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, hip, hip-hop's young. And so yes. it's like, it's always... The whole uh, lexicon of terms you use to explain it or the art or like the craft of it, it, it changes over time. And they're, they're like, it's adding more wrinkles to it and more texture and more chapters on how you look at it. Whereas uh, like in the 80s, it was just doing what it does. And in the 90s, it started spreading around and becoming regional and there was different ways of how it was done. And, it, and then by the time, like, by the time Biggie and Pog died, it kind of got commercialized, but at the same time, there was a bunch of different types of things. You had your Atlanta stuff happening, your Houston uh-huh. stuff happening, the Bay, the Southern California, LA mainly. The Midwest. All the Midwest. And that's not fair to make them all the same because you got like your Cleveland, then you got like your uh, what's, uh, Detroit and all them. So it's like, it's totally different. And yeah, Nelly, St. Lunatics, and then the East Coast is just... A pantheon of all kinds of stuff going on, from Cool Keith to KRS One to Cool Modelo, Cool like J to Jay Z. The East Coast stayed the most consistent up until they started trying to be the South. Yes, which has only happened like in the last very recently. Maybe I don't even want to. I don't know that it's been ten years. Maybe it's been about ten years. It's, but when it's that been long, blatant for 10 years, but I remember when that crew came out. Like in the late 90s, I started hearing like slang term from Houston and I was just like, hmm. Uh-huh. Like they don't got slab culture out there. Why are they talking about that? Right. Because the first time I heard ASAP Rocky, I thought I was listening to a Houston rapper. And then um, it was a friend of mine who's um, a friend of mine at the time, her dude who's now her husband, so let me not. (laughs) (laughs) But he was her dude at the time. And he he was like, oh, that's ASAP Rocky. He's from Harlem. And I was like, Harlem? Harlem sounded like that? And so then once I listened to the album and he was throwing mad love, you know, down here, I think UGK is his, that's... He has a song, he has a song on his album... When I first heard it, I had to look him up. I was just like, this sounds like a South Park coalition or like street military mm-hmm. beat, but like in the future with really good equipment. Like this wasn't somebody's, some made in someone's bedroom. Garage. Yeah, yeah when they got the little <laughs> foam in the closet. And that's where they're going to go rap with the popper stopper. Like this is a real studio making this type of beat. And he's obviously not from Houston, but you could still hear the influence. It was just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they re- he really he really loves Houston shit. Cause... So as native Houstonians, yeah. the two of you, we've talked about this before, listeners. Don't play me. <laughs> <laughs> I am from Houston. But anyway, for the, for the two of you in the room who are native Houstonians... How do y'all feel about that? Like, how do you feel about 
rappers from other areas laying claim and especially Drake because I swear to God they play Drake like he built Houston like he laid the ground out this motherfucker I but anyway how do y'all feel about so I um laying claim no <laughs> like let's not false claim let's you know claim your set <laughs> <laughs> But the love, I love the love. Okay. Like, I had heard the ASAP stuff, and I was like, okay, you know, I appreciate that. Drake was really the first one who made it popular, I think, for the rappers to really, like, show Houston love mm-hmm. and appreciate it. You know, always appreciated. never felt like, you know, this was bad. Like, what was his thing? November 18th? Was that the song he did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when that came out and it was like, you know, it was the real Houston sound. That was fun for us. I or was in high a, school. A Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Houston, yeah. Atlanta, Vegas. Yeah, we, yeah that, mm-hmm. we were in high school when his mixtape came out. And that was a, we got a kick out of that. So, I mean, I, I like it. It's funny because it's... It's like insiders in the rap industry always knew about Houston. Houston's always had respect. You would hear Tupac mention Houston on his album. <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the, the Bay rappers, they came down here and made uh, music with Houston. You'd hear the mixtapes, and it wouldn't really come out, come out. Mm-hmm. But you'd have the mixtapes with the guys from here and the guys from there. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, and I think a lot of that's because of uh, Jay Prince, of course. And you know Scarface, Ghetto Boy. A lot of rappers were influenced by Scarface, whether or not whether or not they even know it. You always say that it's true. If you, you listen to rap, that. if you go back and listen to all the rap, when Scarface came out, the way he approached it changed the game. And and even uh, there's I used to read the source like as much as I read comic books back in the day, and you read interviews and you kind of read in between the lines with stuff. Mm-hmm. And like with DMX and Jay Z, they really put it out there like that's their influence. DMX will straight up tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Z said like he he learned later on with his rap when he started coming up to approach rap like you're uh, reading excerpts in a diary of somebody who's just caught up in the game basically. Mm-hmm. And. That, Scarface's album is called Diary of a Madman. Mm. <clears throat> and if you listen to Jay Z, like in the beginning, he was doing the speed rap stuff, mm-hmm. and then he kind of like went through different, like trying to be a pit player or whatever. Well, then basically around the time Blueprint came out, he's basically approaching it like it's literally like noir film or novels. Mm-hmm. To like, me, that's where. Um reasonable doubt is like that yeah it, yeah that's it, true that's it's true very diary-esque yeah and mm-hmm. i i that's what i kind of like about it i say it's melancholy and i love when he does melancholy and the, and that's the other thing so like the, the the angst or the uh suicidal thoughts like that stuff scar like scarface brought that level of vulnerability into it like this like this life could be fucked up at times mm-hmm. whereas it wasn't an angry i'm tough i'm gonna lash out at you like nwa type shit 
more right. like, man, I'm having fatal thoughts of suicide. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or, uh, my girl left me. Now I'm realizing that I love her. You know, crazy shit. Mm-hmm. That's like real life thoughts people have. And UGK carried the torch. Uh, Pimp C saying, uh, my, my girl had, somebody, girl had a kid, but she acts like he ain't mine. Or or Bumby saying his homeboy's kid died in a in a house fire like mm-hmm. that's real life shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not talking about your car, your set, how cool you are, how many women you get. Mm-hmm. It's like real life pain, like the blues, right? Basically, right. And, uh, but Chris Rock says that on top in top five, five because which is my true. favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite movies it's of all true. time. He does. He 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 says. Everybody got their shit from Scarface. It's true. And we have to, this episode should end with us doing our top five. Just oh man, like, hold up! Yeah, <laughs> I'm not ready for that. I don't that like ready. playing top five games because then people want to challenge you on why you're there, and I'm like, well, I'm like because be, it's mine. It'll be fun for the comments, okay? If fine. they do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's cool. It's interesting that you went there. See, I'm glad that Angel is our guest today to to take us into this hip hop space. Uh Um, because I would have never thought about that whole Scarface. So here's my question, because dare I say, I am not well versed in Scarface's music. So what is it like? What is when you say everybody got their stuff from Scarface? When when Chris Rock says everybody got their stuff from Scarface, what is what is it that they got from Scarface? They're not rapping to a crowd on a stage. They're rapping to you while you're driving alone in your car. It's just a different. It's a whole different vibe. Okay. It's uh and it's very Houston. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh you know. New York's all about competition skills or, you know, dancing to the party or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so before Scarface, everybody was rocking the mic, rocking the party. I'm the best yeah. MC out here. Da, mm-hmm. da, da, da. And Scarface was like, let and, me tell you about what's happening. Yeah. Well, in well, NWA was doing that before, too. But it was very, like, extreme and it, it was exaggerated. Like, mm-hmm. like, man, you ain't killing people. <laughs> Chill out, dude. <laughs> Well, I think the diary metaphor is apt. Yeah, Scarface really just kept it very... It was real. Trill. It's it's just like, it's very real. Mm -hmm. And he's not trying to... He's not talking about things he didn't have. Mm -hmm. If he talked about a Cadillac, he probably fucking had one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It wasn't a Ferrari. It was, you know, it wasn't all these outlandish things. Mm -hmm. And he did talk about, you know, the violence out there, but it wasn't done in a way like... Glorifying it. Yeah, it was more like watch out, like like okay. you know, be careful who you mess with. You'll you'll get fucked up around here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and didn't pimp say that? Pimp C say that in that song. Um, keep your pistol, fuck a fight, niggas out here jack every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's a warning. <laughs> yeah, like hey man, it's real out here. But let's talk about the slang, because you said, how do you feel about the love? Or how you feel about people laying claim to. Mm-hmm. I get, I don't, you know, I'm all right with whatever. You know, you want to be from Houston or you want to show love to Houston. I, I'm with that. I get a little kitschy around the language that disseminates. Because our language goes out. You said trill. That's what made me think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everybody's trill. I remember at a time 
I mean, it was one of the blueprints when Jay-Z started. You could really, and I know that was that Beyonce influence, but you really oh, heard a lot. Too, you heard a lot of hit. Like he was, everything was thrown at a moment. Well, not oh, everything. Man. You got you got Jay-Z's a businessman. I remember because I used to listen to so much rap that you kind of build up. It's like when you know about sports, like who's good at what and where things came from, and or even the debate teams across the nation, what they're good at. Mm-hmm. And uh Jay-Z was just, he's good, man. Like, you would hear slang terms from every place. Mm-hmm. Like, he's doing a shot. And I'm almost like, is he looking at where his album is selling the most? Oh, you're inserting slang like terms. It, it felt like that very much. Like, he's strategizing. In if the I'm going to touch the most amount of people, yeah. I have to speak to them in their language and drop it. It was very calculated. And that's why I I love Jay-Z. That's why I I like and dislike Jay-Z. But it's very... It's just like a political campaign. Pandering. It's very... (laughs) It's just very calculated. I'm like, if you want to get shit done, like workflow type shit, and you're moving around, listen to some Jay-Z. You will be on your P's and Q's because his stuff is just like... AI, like it's just like a robot doing what it does, automated, mm-hmm. and but he's just knocking else, it out. Who else used the? I mean, we talk about ASAP. Mm-hmm. Who else did we hear this language? It just kind of went out, and I didn't even realize. Talking about Houston language? Yeah, I didn't even realize that drip, like was that what and sauce? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize that was here, <laughs> and then somebody started talking about it, and I was like, oh, that must be newer. Yeah, because I yeah. didn't even really, yeah. Like, in the 90s, uh, the late 90s, like, I mean, they're not even around no more, but, like, job Rule, people like them, they would say terms, and it makes sense because he was with Murder, Inc., and Irv Gotti, and Suge Knight, and uh, Jay Prince, they were always doing business together, so, these guys, like I said, Houston was always, like, behind-the-scenes type of player, mm-hmm. Where whereas now it's more out in the open, but... Ma- mainly all the car references okay. and it's not necessarily slang words but dudes talking about like screens in the headrest okay. like dude you live in New York y'all ain't really on cars well, they are now but, <laughs> but back then they, they was talking about subways and shit uh-huh. so it was just it was weird hearing that or even the strip culture like that's Houston and Atlanta all the way uh-huh. and now it's just it's everywhere or, or the, the way things have to bounce or the flow where everything's like da 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 Da, 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 da. That's uh, South Park. That, that came out of there, South Park Third Ward area. Mm-hmm. They were doing that in the early nineties. So I just wonder. I mean, I don't know. I get a little uptight about it because the thing about language is, once it goes out, everybody puts their hands in it, and then if it you're not right, and if you're not the historian, you can't track it to where it came from and then Houston was already a smaller player so it's yeah. like no we have to be protective of, <laughs> of where this stuff is coming from it's not I don't think you can anymore with the internet because it's like back then people back then not even in rap just in real life every city has had its own accent mm-hmm. and now stuff is just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And now with rappers, it's the same thing. You can't... You'll have to look up a rapper now to find out where they're at. I'll be like, man, this dude like from New York or New Jersey. Or... Right. And it turns out he's from Canada. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like wheelchair Jimmy. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? 
Drake making Houston popular like that, it reminds me of how they get like British actors to play American roles. Right. <laughs> it's just crazy. Right. It's but like, well, has, it's more marketable this way. It's more I'll, palatable. I give it to him because he has very organic, natural Houston connections. Like he yeah. and Jay Prince, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, you're not just like jocking the sun. Like it came about He didn't come natural. here, smash and grab and, and yeah. take off and go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's in green. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and he could rap. I mean, he could rap. He knows how to, I mean, I don't know if he's writing all the stuff yeah, and that's a big part of it. But mm-hmm. he, he can make good songs. He knows how to make catchy ass songs. Yeah, a lot of them. He has a lot of them. Like Issa said, us black college educa- educated women he just gets us <laughs> we love him but i do have a little i have a little gripe and i'll keep this real short okay my gripe with drake is that for all these years that we've loved him and he has shouted out black women and usually black women of the darker skin tone like he has showed mad love to dark-skinned black women through all his songs, um, in his videos. And you know, we all over here bopping and loving and his baby mama. I'll stop. I'm just like, are you culturally appropriating black women, Drake? Is that what's happening? Is that because now baby mama looking like, I'll stop. What is this? I know she's from France, right? She's like, dare I say it? I didn't. I I don't like to speak bad on women. I just she's not attractive. Okay. And she's white. Okay, so she's like white, 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 and she's highly unattractive. And I'm like, well, I'll say it again. Isn't that always the way? And. He has been called out for culturally appropriating all the places. Like he's like, who's next? You then went to New Orleans. You then went to Houston. You then went to the Caribbean and had a whole moment with the Caribbean. But whatever. Are we ready to move into our top five, or do we have more to chew on? I mean, I yeah, let's do top because I could go all night on this stuff. Okay, top five. Okay, I'll go first. Since I have already written mine. Oh, my God. oh you wrote pants. I'm like, niggas has been canceled off my top five. But I already, <laughs> I had some people I had to cut to cross out too. Yeah. Be- I had one person I crossed out. Okay. So this is in no order. Kim, Big, J, J, the other J. So Jay-Z and Jay Electronica. Oh, okay. Tribe Called Quest. You oh, you have groups? You groups? groups? Okay. I'm allowed. Okay. Oh, we <laughs> <laughs> And my sixth person, Rim. That bitch be rapping. Remy Ma? Yes. Ugh, okay. She go hard. Who's next? <laughs> Mine is so 90s. Okay. It's... Mine was kind of 90s. Jay, Biggie, Pac, Kim, and then Kanye. Kanye Ooh. was in mine, but he had to get out. I know, that's why I was like, niggas got canceled off mine, I'm not fucking with Kanye. But my top five usually, my top five is based off of like, 
how I felt at the time that they were at their height. Mm-hmm. Less yeah, than like who's got flow, who has lyrical better than it's more of like who was I feeling, who was speaking to me at that time. Um, s- I don't need a six. Okay. I want to do my justification. <laughs> um, should I wait? No, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, my the way I do it is definitely off bars. Um, a little respect to impact. Um, but bars is like the most thing that I do. And I just love the whole grand gangster thing that was kind of ushered in by Biggie mm-hmm. and them. So like that whole... And I feel like Jay and Kanye extended it. Mm-hmm. But like the old idea, the mafia idea, you know. Like, mm-hmm. But we're going to be beautiful. <laughs> okay. While we carry our guns into the casino. <laughs> Six is Lauren. People be hating and Six trying to say that Lauren is more of a singer. And I'm like, so you only listen to the miseducation. I actually like Lauren as a rapper more than I like her as a singer. I'm not going there, but yes. <laughs> for, for real though, because her shit's... That bitch be right. Yeah. She just don't have a lot of rap songs. And that's the thing. And so that's why six, because there's not so much to be able to pull from. But, but absolutely. Hell yeah. So, my favorite rapper of all time is Tupac. And, and that's... Uh, I'm not, I don't have the same criteria for each person. I think with him, it's obvious. It's impact, but it's also, he was one of the first people that like made me want to read more when I was a kid because he mm. would say stuff. I'd be like, huh. Um, or, and that's the same impact like Rage Against the Machine having me around the same time. Okay. Like Rage Against the Machine. I remember I learned about who Franz Fanon was through Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. So I would learn things like that where things would get mentioned in a lyric and I'd be looking stuff up. Um, also because he's like the total package he studied you could tell he's a student of the game he studied like LL Cool J Ice Cube Ice T he put all these components together where he was like the the hardcore guy he was like the street journalist he was also a philosopher and he was like the sex symbol for the women he had the full package Mm -hmm. and he did it in his own way without sounding overly like anybody Mm -hmm. Um, and he just had the east coast west coast thing on lock he was from both. Um, I like uh, Outkast. My favorite rap album of all time is Equimini. Um Sometimes it changes, it gets bumped, but then it always finds its way back. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, going in order? No. No order, okay. Yeah, I probably subconsciously am. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one would be Jay-Z. You just got to respect what the guy does. Okay. Um, when it comes to bars... There's no denying that dude's a technician. Like I said, dude's a robot with rap. Like he, that shit just shuffles like a puzzle, but it's always a straight line. He found his product. It's just no matter what it's doing, it always hits on the snare. It's never off beat. It's never rattled. He's like, he is like Adderall music, just laser. Mm. Um, And he's smart. Shit, that, that dude put some real thought into a lot of his stuff. Uh, especially the subliminals. Um, Nas, uh, I think him and Tupac kind of go back and forth being my favorite. I like Nas because Nas, you could tell he lives on rough drafts. His shit is not calculated like Jay-Z. He just puts it out there. He ain't afraid to be vulnerable. 
and the dude's brilliant. He he paints pictures like none other. Um, you know, back in my younger days when I was not 100% sober, uh, he would more imagery would come from what he was saying uh, when I would listen. Um, you could just close your eyes and just see what he's talking about. You can breathe it. You can smell it. Mm. Um, another one was the collective of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Okay. Uh, with probably busy and crazy kind of carrying much of the the weight or the clout. Uh, those dudes wrap their asses off and uh, it's kind of I think it's kind of messed up they don't get the props they deserve like they were just big flash in the pan like for a minute they were running it out selling everybody you couldn't escape their music mm-hmm. and then they just died out and I think a big piece of that is because they're not from a media place like a New York or a LA or Miami or Atlanta and their biggest connect died yeah and then there's it's like that. that's who connected that's how they got there and when he died it was uh yeah easy E for those who don't know. Is that five? That was five. Okay. I feel like you took my group thing with try, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always get a lot of flack for having a group. Well, I didn't, yeah, five. once you said group, I was like, oh, okay, so Andre 3000 is going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 